0: Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan.
1: Hi everybody, welcome to the show. I'm so delighted that you could join us this week. We've got a whole bunch of callers on hold, but first I always like to remind you why I do this and my team works very hard to get this show out to you every week. And the reason is I like to provide inspiration, insight, and comfort to people all over the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. You need to stay tuned because this is the first Thursday in September, and you know what that means. I'm giving away a free session. So you want to listen in, and you might be the lucky winner. So Chris, let's go ahead and go to the phones. Hi, Brooke.
2: Hi, Julie. How are you?
1: I'm terrific. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing well, thank you. I'm I'm calling in from Lawrence, Massachusetts.
1: Near Boston?
2: Um, yeah, it's uh, about twenty minutes out.
1: Okay, terrific. Well, good.
2: Before I get into why I want to talk to you, I did just want to mention I talked to you when my father first passed away this past November, and you kept asking me, you know, I see your father and his mother and his mother's holding a baby and he keeps telling me it's his baby. And you were like, asking me if my mom had a miscarriage or an abortion. And I had no idea what you're talking about. Well, I looked into it and my dad was married before my mom. I have a half brother and I asked him about it. And his mother and my father got pregnant again and they decided that things were too rough at the time and she ended up getting an abortion. And so it kind of just blew my mind. So I wanted, I was like, next time if I ever am able to talk to her again, I definitely need to start off the conversation by letting her know like, wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, and those baby spirits are around us, Brooke. And they're around the the parents and the grandparents and the other loved ones. And a lot of the time they show up either when our loved one's in heaven or as they're dying. Like when my mother was dying, my mima was holding an infant in her arms in the room. And I asked my dad, I said, uh, what's up with this? Did... Yeah. Did Mother lose a baby that I don't know about? And he said, "Yes, she had a miscarriage before my older brother was born. That baby was there." Yeah. So, so I see it a lot amazing. when somebody's dying. I see it. A, I see it a lot at funerals, too. Oh, wow. When I'm at a funeral, the person who's who's just died, you know, for whom the funeral's. Being said, they'll be there a lot of the times, they'll be with other deceased loved ones. And a lot of the time, I'll see baby spirits that are above the casket, or now so many people are cremated above the urn. Quick, funny story, and then I'll, I'll let you ask a question. A friend of mine named Nina, who's 91, when her husband died, there were two or three baby spirits that were at the funeral with him above the casket and I I said to her afterwards, she came up to me, she goes, okay, what'd you see? And I told her and I said, there are three baby spirits that were there with your husband and she went to one of her daughters and she said, did your father have babies with other women I don't know about? And I said, no, these were babies that you miscarried. And she said, well, I didn't know I miscarried any babies. I said, well, sometimes, you know, women miscarry really early on and you don't even know. So it was so funny when she goes, Did your father have babies with other women? (laughs) Oh gosh, they were all just laughing. All right, I digress. Got a question for me?
2: So I have um, in my house, you know, I I have like crystals and um, sage and Palo Santos. And so I guess like people are like, Oh, it's like a witch altar. I'm not a witch, but I'm like, I don't know. It's just where I like to put all my stuff. And Somebody got me for a gift, a uh, pendulum and a pendulum board, but I used it once, like not really thinking much about it, months, uh, at some point last year, never used it again. And it's just been set up in this area and this area has three walls around it. So like no wind or anything can get to it. And, um, I was sitting on my couch, my dogs were next to me. My baby was upstairs sleeping and all of a sudden, the board fell over so fiercely that it knocked over a bot like a, a spray bottle I had in front of it. And it just kind of threw me for a loop um, because nothing could have done that uh, by accident. So it was a couple weeks before my birthday. And I'm just trying to see if you could connect with my dad and ask if it was him because I don't know enough about those things to play around with them um so I don't I didn't want to do any of that but I can't ignore that huge sign that I feel like it was like if anything is going to fall over a board that is supposed to be created to help you connect with spirit world I feel like I need to acknowledge it and if it's not my father I would like to know what it was who or what and what I should do.
1: Maternal great-grandmother and somebody with her, And it, this may be her, the name Lenore or Lenora came in. So do some research, talk to the clan or look up what was your great-grandmother's name or was maybe somebody else in the family or does somebody know a Lenore or a Lenora? The other thing is your maternal great-grandmother wants you to use the pendulum and the board. That's why she knocked it over to get your attention, kind of like, hello, it's sitting here, use it, because it'll help you hone your skills. And then the other thing is, when you said board, I always think of Ouija board. You know what a Ouija board is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Ouija boards were the most popular game, family game, until the 1970s when the movie The Exorcist came out. And then they became evil because in the script of The Exorcist, they Linda Blair, her character, whatever her name was, was... Um, playing with a Ouija board and then supposedly brought in the devil and all that kind of nonsense. You know, it was a movie intended to scare people. It's not real. And it. so, the, yeah, I never saw it. I wasn't allowed to see it because I was a kid and I, I've never seen it since, never any desire to. But the thing about the Ouija board, and I think this is the case with the pendulum than the pendulum boards too, Brooke, is the Ouija board was patented which means I have patents for medical devices. It's hard to get patents issued. I have multiple patents. I mean, it costs a lot of money and it's hard. You gotta prove that this device or this whatever really works. So I would love to know how they proved it. Did they have a an examiner from the patent, US Patent and Trademark Office there? that was in a seance or something when they were using the Ouija board because the patent was granted. That game is patented. So that's number one. Number two, the pendulum thing is a really good way to start getting validation from spirit. And you'll hold it, st- I, I've never used one myself, but I have friends that have and it's fun to watch and you hold it really still and then you ask a question and then the thing'll turn in one direction or it can turn in another direction and sometimes it'll it'll just go back and forth like sideways and it can turn really strongly and back in the day my grandmothers told me that they used to play with pendulums now these women were born in like 1900 and they said that their families and them and their friends, they would do that a lot of the time when a woman was pregnant and they'd hold the pendulum over her belly and they'd say, is it a boy or a girl? If it's, is it a girl? And it would spin, you know, yes or no. Is it a boy? And that, that's how they would determine the sex of the baby before the baby was born, long before sonograms and ultrasounds. So have you tried it? Have you used
2: it at all? Um, so I did try it. Uh, initially after it happened, but so many people were like, you know, you have a newborn baby in the house. You don't know where you're going to welcome into your house using it. So I got too nervous and haven't used it since. And that could probably go back to like what you're explaining with the Ouija board and movies. And now yeah. they all have these bad senses behind them, but I was like, I don't know, I have a five-month-old baby. I really am not trying to do anything. That So people kind of scared me away from it, but I did use it, and I thought I connected with my father. He, like, actually spelled out his nickname on the board.
1: There you go. There you go. And what that does, all spirits are pure love. That whole evil spirit thing is designed to create fear to control the masses. You know, religions and civilizations and cultures have done that. What's the best way to control people? With fear. We saw that in the pandemic a couple of years ago. People did stupid stuff because they were so afraid. And they just did stuff that some, some government agency told them to do or somebody else told them to do. And it didn't make any sense. And they did it anyways because they were afraid, right? Fear controls people. That's number one. Number two, fear and the whole evil spirit thing sells books, sells movies, right? Gets TV shows watched, that kind of thing. So all spirits are pure love. That whole evil spirit thing is manufactured. There is no such thing as an evil spirit. So you don't need to be afraid of it at all.
2: All right. Well, that is reassuring. Thank well,
1: you. It, the fact it, that your dad's nickname, the, baby. the fact that your dad's nickname was spelled out, what more, what more need they show you?
2: No, I, I even asked, I said, you know, what month did you die in? And he pointed to that month. And I asked, what month were you born? And it pointed to that month. And like you said, it like stopped moving completely in the direction without me moving my hand and then started swaying in a different direction. And I was like, But I just, I didn't know if my own energy wanted this so bad that like I was having some type of control over it, but um, I'm reassured now. So I'll definitely start using it again. Well, and what
1: happens too, Brooke, is that when you think a question, like you want to ask your dad a question, you, our heads are big satellite dishes. We've talked about this when we had our, our chat earlier and they receive and they transmit frequencies. Every spirit has a frequency they keep throughout all their lifetimes. So in order to talk with your dad or whomever, you just think of them. That tunes you to their satellite station or their radio station kind of a thing. And then the pendulum is a way for them to communicate to you as you're just starting to get used to this. And it shows you concrete evidence that you are communicating with them instead of just having a thought come in your head. You know how I say it's that first thing that comes in your head as fast as you can snap your fingers. The pendulum and the and that board that spells out things, that's a way for you to learn to trust it. And then eventually you'll get to the point where you just ask a question and you'll get an answer.
2: It's, it's so very um, calming when it happens. Just like makes you feel better.
1: It's fun, too. Yeah, it's fun. Come join us in Atlanta. Come to my training. You'll learn how to do all this stuff, just even without a pendulum.
2: I think I'm probably gonna.
1: (laughs) Come on. Okay, it's filling up. Make your reservation.
2: Thank you so much. Bye.
1: Hi, Laura. Hi. Hi, Julie. Oh, I'm so honored to be here. Thank you. Oh, you are most welcome. I'm so delighted to see your beautiful face. Please tell everybody where you're located. I'm in Hugo, Minnesota. Hugo, Minnesota. I didn't catch her behind you.
0: Oh right, my daughters, I'm in my daughter's room.
1: <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. My husband, I think, got on somebody's charity list. And so he always gets this stuff from some Indian school or something and Native American Indian school. (laughs) And he has so many wind catchers in his office and they're all hanging on this light post that has this little arm that comes off of it. So I always say, boy, you're catching a lot of miracles in here. I hope your daughter is too. Yeah, she loves them. (laughs) Oh, terrific. Well, you got a question for me?
0: I do. I have um, a dear friend and a neighbor who, um, his name is Mike. He's also here in Hugo. He lives across the street from me. Um, He was diagnosed with stage four prostate cancer, and he is young. He's in his 40s. He had gone through uh, radiation treatment and then just now chemo. And I don't think he's doing well. And I'm, I'm praying for him, but I'm wondering, is there... Is there, any, is there any hope for him? Anything that I can help him with? Um, and how is he doing with everything?
1: Okay. What I'm going to do, Laura, is I'm going to connect from me here in Birmingham, Alabama, to you up in, you said Minnesota, right? Yeah, yeah. Minnesota. And then I am going to go from you to your friend, Mike, and I'll ask his permission if I can scan him. How this works is I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit because we're all spirits attached to a body having a human experience. And when we're attached to a body, we vibrate more slowly simply because the body has mass. So it slows it down. I would say, think of running an electrical current through a bowl of pudding. (laughs) That's kind of what it reminds me of, of how, how the mass of the body slows down the energy. So I'm going to do that. I'll have a hologram of Mike in my mind's eye. I'm going to ask his permission if I can scan him. If he says, yes, I will. If he says, no, I won't. And uh, I'm like a human MRI. So I'll see things in my mind's eye. One caveat, if he's in one of the 12 phases of transition, which means he's dying, I won't be able to scan him. Because when that happens, and that's a configuration for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about here is configuration of angels and the spirits of deceased loved ones and pets that surround us as we're at the end of our lives. And this configuration changes as somebody gets closer to death. But part of it is the spirit exits through the top of the body and it hangs on to the top of the head, Laura, and it looks like a cartoon caption bubble. So if his spirits out of his body, I'm not going to be able to scan them because it's like trying to read an x ray in a pitch black room without any electricity. You know, I can't do it. So okay. I will let you know if that's what's going on there. Have you read my book, Angelic Attendance, yet? I haven't, um, but I plan on ordering it or a few. Okay, terrific. Well, it describes the 12 phases of transition in there. And it's it's audiobook and digital and paperback. So I'm an audiobook girl because I just get through them faster. So you may want to do that. Here we go. Here comes my laser beam from Sweet Home Alabama, heading up to you in Minnesota. Minnesota, right? I can do the accent. And got you. Okay, going to Mike. Mike is in phase four of twelve of the phases of transition. So that means his spirit's out of his body. He has spirits surrounding him, is surrounded by angels. They start out in a circle and then they open into a horseshoe and then eventually a straight line at the foot of the bed. So there are three questions I always ask somebody when they're in the phases of transition. Are you ready to go? So Mike, are you ready to go? He says, absolutely not. Are you in pain? Yes, a lot at times. And what do you need? More time. I need more time. Okay. Okay. Doesn't mean that he's going to die anytime soon because he's in the early stages of transition. And there have been many times throughout the years where I've seen somebody, phase 12 is you're being carried to heaven. You're being escorted to heaven by angels. Phase 11, I've seen several people in phase 11. They last in that phase for a really long time, sometimes years. And sometimes they come out completely. I have a, a friend of my brother, Jay's, who was in phase 11. He was in surgery. I didn't think that he'd get out of the operating room. And he not only got out of the operating room, that was over 15 years ago, and he's lived a, a just oh a really gosh. great life ever oh since. So That's
0: great to know. Okay. Well, thank you. That gives
1: me hope. You bet. So get the book, the... Um, angelic attendance what really happens as we transition from this life into the next and that's going to explain a lot of this and it has some really heartwarming stories in it that'll just warm your heart and you'll laugh and you'll tear up and from families with whom I've worked so thank you
0: I really appreciate it I'll grab a few books maybe one for his family too so thank you so much Julie
1: One other thing, Laura, if you go on my website, com, and you go to the 12 phases page, there's a chart there that has the configuration of all the different phases. You can download it for free. So you may want to do that, and you can put it on your phone, and then you just ask. Ask in your head, ask aloud what phase is Mike in, and you'll hear a number, maybe six, maybe eight, maybe two, because they can move back and forwards and then you they refer to the chart they can they can oh, okay yeah all right julie well thank you very much i
0: hope that helps You're it does. thank you ask about him okay thank you
3: all bye-bye okay bye hey lynette hi julie how you doing i'm doing
4: okay i've had better weeks but i'm doing okay
1: Okay, good. Please tell everybody where you're located.
4: Okay, I'm located in Mesa, Arizona.
1: All righty. And okay, I know, full disclosure, I know Lynette, because, Lynette, why, how do I know you?
4: I just finished taking Julie's Angelic Attendant Training in June, and it was the best thing I ever did, next to marrying my husband, I'll say that. (laughs) Ah,
1: well good. I'm glad your husband comes first.
4: I I really have loved it and I've used the skills that I've learned in it and I really have loved it.
1: And she's gonna come meet us in Atlanta because I have several graduates that are coming in to help. So I'm delighted you're coming. I never know who Chris is gonna put up next. So that's why I act so excited when I see somebody I know. I'm like, oh,
4: look who's here. Lynette's here. So anyways, well welcome. You got a question for me? I do. Okay. One of my dear, dear close friends, and she's also, I feel like very young, she's 44, actually. Um, She went into the hospital this past weekend. Um, She hadn't been able to go to the bathroom all week, no matter what she did. And she went in in severe, severe pain. And they did a CAT scan and they found a mass that was pressing on her intestine that was not allowing her to go to the bathroom. And um, since that time, they've done a colonoscopy and they biopsied the mass. And just last night, she did find out it was cancer. Um, okay. She has no information if it's spread or not to other areas, but she's planning on, they're planning on going in tomorrow to do surgery to remove that.
1: I'm so sorry. What's her name? What's her first name, Lynette? Her,
4: her name is Emily.
1: Emily. Okay. All right. So you want me to scan her and see what's going on? See what I can.
4: I would love for you to do that. I feel like I'm so emotionally, like, just it's been really hard for me. I guess I would just love your confirmation and your expertise in this area if you could do that.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And you're you're right because when we're emotionally involved, sometimes our our abilities get dwarfed by fear and worry and all of that kind of stuff, all the emotional stuff that goes with it. When somebody we love, when they're going through that, when my mima was dying, I saw that her spirit was out of her body. It was hanging on to the top of her head. And I love, love, loved my mima. I'm married. I'm married. I'm named for her. And, uh, I discounted it. I didn't believe it, and she was dead in less than twenty-four hours. So, you're you're very wise in getting some confirmation from somebody you trust because I know you're really good at this stuff. So, oh, let me thank you. let me hook into you in Arizona, and okay. then I'm going to go to Emily. So here we go. I closed my eyes for. A couple of seconds, just helps me focus. And I watch a laser beam coming from Sweet Home, Alabama, heading out to the other A state, Arizona. All right, got you. And Emily is in Arizona with you. She's close by. Yeah, it didn't go very far. I'm thinking, okay, she's pretty close. My laser beam. All right, Emily, I'm talking to Lynette. To Lynette, is it okay if I scan you energetically? She said, Absolutely. I don't know if you set that up, but she said absolutely. It. Okay, good job. So I'm going in. All right. Yeah, she's got a pretty good sized mass in there. So I'm watching it get encapsulated, Lynette, and then watching it get removed. I always watch it get encapsulated because it contains all those cells. And then we get it out. So got that going on. I do get that it has metastasized. So what I'm getting, yeah, confirm or, you know, join in this conversation here. When I'm
4: I'm just going to say I, because I'm so close to the situation, I, and I love her so, so much. And I love her daughters and she has had the hardest life. And so it's, this is just, so hard, but I had, that was the information that I got in from Spirit when I asked, but then I thought, okay, is that just my fear projecting onto her? And of course, I haven't said anything to her about that.
1: Right, right. So let's do a DNA healing on her. Okay. And all everybody that's listening, when I'm in the middle of these healings, I want you to envision... And Lynette, you know this, envision what I'm describing because then we all collectively facilitate the healing. The person integrates it themselves. Nobody can heal anybody else. But what we can do collectively is send the healing to somebody. So whenever you're listening to the show, it is kind of hard when somebody's describing something not to picture it. It's like, don't think of the pink elephant in the room, right? Well, you're thinking of the pink elephant. But but it's a it's I think so magical that when we're all focused on this one person that we're talking about, that healing just gets magnified to that person. And the other thing that's really cool, and you know this, Lynette, the other thing that's really cool is you don't have to be listening to this real time. You can be listening to it four years from now. And that healing, you're still part of that healing when it happens, because time doesn't exist in the spirit world. Time's a human creation. So let's do a DNA healing on her. Seven strands of DNA have come out of an X chromosome. They look like pieces of paper that you see inside a fortune cookie with the fortune written on them. DNA is comprised of four nucleic acids. They're represented by four letters, A-T-C-G. DNA is the recipe that tells the cells how to behave. One strand can have 100,000 letters on it, can have a billion letters on it. So I'm watching those letters get resequenced. Have you ever played Scrabble, the word game where you move letters up and over to form a word? That's what I'm watching happen with this. And when the strand is reconfigured, it snaps back into the to the X chromosome. You know, everybody has an X. Boys have an X and a Y, girls have two X's. So that's what I watch happen. We're doing that. Do you know if she got the COVID shots? He did. Yeah, so, she's
4: actually, she's a nurse.
1: Okay, so she probably had two for her job. But the reason why I can tell that and why I asked is the mRNA that is from the COVID shots where the DNA looks like it's on a piece of paper with letters mm-hmm. on it. The mRNA looks like it's on a clear return address label piece of paper. Mm-hmm. You know, those return address labels that just have the letters on them and they're, they're transparent. And I watched those letters get wiped off. It just okay. neutralizes the mRNA, which keeps the body in a state of inflammation. And she doesn't need that. Right now. Yeah. So that's happening. All right. We got two more strands of DNA to get reconfigured. We're gonna do a lymph cleanse. We'll do a heavy heavy metal detox, and then we'll do a lymph node. Okay, one more strand. That's back in. I'm back into her body now. And the interesting thing after the DNA healing is I watch all those other areas where the cancer is metastasized, it just falls off. It's like it just drops out of her body and goes out through the bottom of her feet. It's really cool. So lymph cleanse, imagine there's a big pneumatic tube that's a vertical oval that's in the front of her body, all her lymph fluids going in there. Lymph fluid is an amber color. It's kind of globby like the fluid inside a lava lamp and it's spinning in there. And then there are two holes on the bottom of each foot, one on the bottom of each foot and all the impurities and toxins and cancer cells, all that jobs are coming out through the bottom of her feet. And then there's a heavy metal detox happening. Imagine two big U-shaped magnets that are on either side of her, joined in the middle, going up and down her body, pulling out metallic particulates. They turn a quarter of a turn till they get all the way around her whole body. And that's what's happening there. And then there's this big dome that's a metal dome, looks like something out of a Spider-Man movie. You know, my analogies are hilarious at times, but you can picture what I'm talking about, which is the whole point.
4: I can't.
1: And so that's pulling out lymph nodes that have sequestered toxins. Lymph nodes look like little vitamin D3 capsules. And so it just sucks them right out. And then she's being sprinkled with stem cell energy. Again, light amber colored gel, sparkles, it's like Dippity-Doo hair gel from when I was a kid in the 60s and 70s. And um, that is being sprinkled on her and it's going to regenerate new lymph nodes. There's a vortex above her head, beneath her feet, on either side of her front and behind her, all spinning concurrently. And that regenerates new lymph nodes. So this is a heck of a start for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fact that she's not dying, she's not in any of the phases of transition, Because otherwise I wouldn't be able to watch all those healings. And
3: um, so,
4: yeah, does that make sense? Anything that you want to add to that? Does. No, I think you covered all of my questions that I had. And I am so, so grateful. Thank you so much, Julie.
1: You are most welcome. I'll see you in November. I have a big hug for you. Okay, meet you in Atlanta. All righty. Bye, Lynette. Bye-bye. We do this show every Thursday night at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. The call-in website, how about that? The call-in link is AskJulieRyanShow.com. AskJulieRyanShow.com. And you can come in from anywhere in the world because you just use your internet to do that. We are always going to post something the day of the show on all my social media channels, everything's at Ask Julie Ryan, and we'll say, hey, remember, it's Thursday, call it if you have a question, and I do my best to get as many on as I can, as many people on as I can. I also go to my website, AskJulieRyan.com, sign up for my newsletter Uh, It's a question somebody has submitted and I answer it. And then in the body of it, I say, remember, we're going to do a show tonight. And here's the AskJulieRyanShow.com link if you want to call in and ask a question. And it makes it really fun. You can also schedule an appointment with me there. I'm booked out a little bit, but you know the trick. Get on my calendar and then check periodically to see when earlier dates and times become available because they do multiple times a week. And a lot of the time you can get in way earlier, sometimes within a matter of days. So everybody's always so surprised when they do that and it works. I say, I know, I tell you, it works. So there's that. And everything you need is at com. Okay, let's see who submitted the question this week. It's Carrie and Carrie lives in Nuevo, California. And she says, hi, Julie. Just last week, I had the heartbreaking task of saying goodbye to my best friend, my little soul cat Willow. Her passing was unexpected and the level of pain and grief has been immense. I've struggled with the guilt and hope my decision was I've struggled with the guilt and hope my decision was the best for her. Willow was more than just a cat. She was so much of my world and not having her here with me has been excruciating. I think it's super painful when we lose a pet. Sometimes... And this sounds crazy, but sometimes it can be as painful or more painful when you lose a loved one who doesn't live with you or lives in a different part of the country. Because when it's your pet, they're with you all the time. You see them every day. You see them for hours a day. And then all of a sudden, they're gone. So I understand the excruciating thing. I've been through it. It's awful. She went on to say, I asked my mom's spirit to please keep Willow safe and to love her as I do. My mom died 15 years ago. Please tell me if my decision was appropriate and if Willow is safe, happy, loved, and with my mom. Thank you for your consideration, Carrie. And here's my response. Hi, Carrie. I'm so sorry to hear of Willow's passing and how difficult this grieving period is for you. Your beloved cat is absolutely with your mom and both of their spirits are around you. Your mother showed me an image of her holding willow. Your cat's head was snuggled into your mom's left shoulder. It was like um, right here on the neck, you know, where, where you'll, a baby will do that or a pet and they put their head kind of between your neck and your shoulder. So that's where willow was. I went on to say, then your mom showed me a scene of willow chasing and playing with a bunch of butterflies in a beautiful meadow. The butterflies were a variety of colors and sizes. I started to tell you what the colors were, Carrie, but it was like too many. I thought, okay, well, I just need to make this short and sweet. But it was a bunch and there were tiny little butterflies and there were medium butterflies and there were big butterflies. It was a bunch of butterflies. It would be interesting to know if Willow used to chase butterflies when she was alive. Lastly, Willow and your mom want you to know you made the perfect decision to let her go. You may enjoy my book, Angel Messages for Cats, and that's one of my children's books, and it has darling illustrations in it and it talks about what cats like to do and how cats choose us as, their family, as the family that they want to join and all of that. It's really sweet. And then I ended with hope this information comforts you. So, Ms. Carrie from Nuevo, California, condolences on losing your precious kitty cat and know that her little spirit's around you all the time.
3: Okay. Hi, Rose. Hi.
6: I'm calling, I'm uh, calling, I'm from um, Chandler, Arizona.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Two Arizona girls in a row. Yeah. Wonderful.
6: How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in there. I had a, a rough um, past few months. Uh, my dad passed away and it was um, just family drama and just um, really traumatic uh, when he did pass. And um, and I'm just now getting back into, I don't want to say normal routine, but, you know, I really... Um, don't know what what's next for me, and I just want to see if my dad had any messages for us. Sure. What's your dad's first name? His uh, first name is Esteban.
1: Esteban is that what you call? Is that, is that what people Steve. called him? Steve. Um, okay. Well, that makes sense. That's a good nickname for that. Okay. So, Steve, he's a, he's he's at your right. He's at your right shoulder. Okay. Did you have a question for him? He's saying there's nothing to be worried about. You've got this all. You've got this all handled. Everything is all under control. There's nothing to worry about.
6: Okay. All right. Um, I just wanted to see if what um um I have a a sister that's estranged from us, and uh, I know I'm not. I I try to. I was told that I was codependent, (laughs) and I have no idea where she's at or what she's doing. I don't
1: know how she's doing, but I still think about her. And you're worried about her to get the estate settled, or are you having problems along those lines? Well, um, no,
6: I just wanted to see if she was okay. What's her name, first name?
1: Elena. Elena, and she lives near you. Uh, no, she lives in California. Okay. Does Elena know what? Did she come in for the funeral? Does she know your dad no. is past? She doesn't he, know he was passed. Yeah. Okay. All right. She. What just came into my mind, Rose, was she has a lot of demons. Mm-hmm. Is that your impression of it? Does, what's that mean? Does that mean that she has addiction issues or she has
6: mood? I think, mood, mood.
1: I think she's narcissistic at times. Okay. okay. Your dad's saying that she has depression issues and she medicates them with alcohol. Is that your understanding? I don't know about
6: the alcohol. I don't know if she would even touch that. So I don't know
1: yeah. that's what he's saying, okay. She medicates with alcohol. he's saying, "Live your life don't she's she's living her life, you live your life okay, all right. It's all fine. Did you have another question for him? Um,
6: no i I just want to make sure he's okay, and i i, I know that
1: because he he was ready to go. <laughs> he's in heaven, he's showing me mm, these flowers and they're yellow and they look like they they look like a combination between a day lily and an astromeria. Do you know what that is? But the day lily is not the big ones, ones where there's like little clumps of them and there'll be several blossoms. Is is it a type he's showing me a type of lily he's saying and it's yellow. So you may want to look that up. And right. see what the significance is. Just just do an internet search and put yellow lily okay. significance and there's a message in there for you from him. Okay. He's saying All keep right. yellow flowers in your house, mm-hmm. even if yeah. it's just one yellow flower, because mm-hmm. that will bring happiness and remind you of him. Okay. So look up what the color yellow means. Okay. Probably has some, I look up spiritual meaning of the color yellow and spiritual meaning of yellow lilies. All right. Okay. Yeah. Hope that helps. <laughs> have you read Angelic Attendance yet? My book? Yes, I have the book and
6: I, I read through it and I know the, the different stages that he was going through. So that helped a lot. Were you lot. with him? Yeah. Were you with him at yeah. the end of his life? Yes, I was. I saw his last breath and, uh, I was, we, my brother and my sister, my other sister and my husband were, um, we're all four of us were in the room, um, with him
1: at the time. Good. Did he mention seeing any deceased loved ones, spirits oh, or yeah. spirits of pets? Who did yeah. he see? Um, he saw his dad
6: and his mom first and, um, Yeah, so, and um, his other brothers, so, um, so I I knew, I knew he was, and he even said he was ready to go,
1: yeah. Good, Good. well, I don't, I don't know if you know this, Rose, but university-based research shows that 90%, 90% of people at the end of their lives see their spirits of deceased loved ones and pets as their. Ending their lives either in visions or dreams. So I find that really comforting. I hope you did as well. Yeah. Yeah.
6: And reading your book, I think, helped me um, see or spot those um, different things that were occurring, you know, and it gave me comfort in knowing that that he was preparing and they were there to help him transition. So, yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it does. It adds, what I say is it adds a glorious component to a heart-wrenching situation. Yeah. And and I think, too, that those are all little miracles that we can experience with our loved ones at the end of their lives, which helps us grieve after they're gone. And it also, I think, gives us just a sense of a little bit of a relief from the fear as we're going through that. Well, I'm sending you a big hug. Okay, thank you. (laughs) You bet. Thanks for calling, Rose. Hi,
6: Lindley. Hi, how are you?
5: I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Terrific. Where are you? Um, I am calling from Pensacola, Florida.
1: Oh, not too far from me.
5: Yeah.
1: Terrific. Well, you got a question for me?
5: I do. Um, I was calling in about um, my grandma, my Nima, who um, I was ironically named after <laughs> as well. Um, oh my gosh, my, my first name is her her last name. So, um, anyways, I was calling because I we recently found out that her health is not doing very well. We found out that she's not doing the greatest. She's had some kidney problems, and we just recently found out that she's in stage three of kidney disease and or kidney failure. Um, I've noticed a lot of um, spiritual activity in her home recently, and um, my family and I have been wondering If that's um, any of her past children or past loved ones who are coming to um, greet her from the other side, and so I was wondering if she may possibly be in one of the um, phases of transitions and just where her health is overall at.
1: Okay. Does she live nearby you in Pensacola?
5: Yes. Yes, fairly close.
1: And I have to ask because you've piqued my curiosity. What's happening in her home? I wanna hear about the the stuff that's oh, happening in her home.
5: Yeah, well, um well that side of the family, um, my my mother's side is very spiritual. Um we've all we all grew up in in houses and so and I think that a lot of us all have um various psychic abilities and so um for us it's nothing <laughs> nothing um new but um her son um had been living with her for about the past decade or so. And he recently passed back in um, March of this year. And um, I've noticed his presence in the house. Um, I stayed with her a month ago or so. And um, my aunt, her other, um, one of her daughters who was passed, um, she visited me and I, I connected with her. And so, uh, but I guess as of recently, he's been very, very present in the house. I don't know if you knew that, Jimmy Buffett died, unfortunately, recently, but he was a, he, he loved Jimmy Buffett and, and he, um, and my uncle used to, used to smoke cigars. And so I guess recently she smelled cigar smoke in the house for an hour straight. And she was like, Oh, I just knew that I just knew that he was here, knew that he was there. So I think that, um, and since he has died within the past six months or so, he's been there. Um, he's been there a a good bit, I think, you know, watching over her, but I guess recently he made a pretty
1: strong appearance. So, Sounds like it. Yeah. Cheeseburger in paradise, right? Goodness. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I posted a thing on my Instagram page because they were singing that song. No, they were singing Margaritaville at the Alabama football game on Saturday oh. to honor Jimmy Buffett. And uh, I used to be in surgeries a lot Early in my career, and when I was designing products and stuff, and the there's usually music playing in the operating room when and the surgeon decides what music they want. And by far, hands down, no contest, Jimmy Buffett's music played more often than anybody else's.
6: All oh, that's of so hilarious. sweet. Yes,
1: yeah, so they be you know doing heart surgery or something, and Cheeseburger in Paradise was playing, and it kept the mood light so that they could concentrate and not, you know, go into fear and all that kind of stuff. And it, it, it really worked. I, I, whenever I think of Jimmy Buffett, I always think of that, that his music played in more operating rooms, I think, than any other performer.
5: Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. He, he has the greatest music. I, I absolutely love, I absolutely love Jimmy Buffett too. I, I grew up listening to him because of um, because of my family too. So I, I love his music. He was a phenomenal artist.
1: Oh, great. I love that you have a Mima and you're named for her. How sweet is yes. that? All right. <laughs> I, I'm gonna hook I'm gonna hook into you and then to your Mima. And i never heard that word before I moved to the South. It's more common down here than it is in Yankee land. Okay, got you. She's in phase six of the twelve phases of transition. And you're, you're right that everybody can do this. As I mentioned earlier to Laura, our first caller, the, you can go on my website, com. go to the 12 Phases page, Lindley, and download that chart that's going to show you the configuration of the angels and the deceased loved ones. And then just ask, what phase is my mima in? Ask in your head, ask aloud, it doesn't matter. And you'll hear a number and then you can refer to the chart. Put that chart on your cell phone. Just download it so it's easy access on your phone. Have you read Angelica Attendance yet?
5: Have not, no, but it's it's on my list. I, I absolutely and I most I absolutely will be reading it soon, especially with, especially with
1: her. Yeah. It's gonna help you get through this and your family get through this. So consider mm-hmm.
5: Doing yeah, absolutely. Um, where is she at? Um, mentally, physically, energetically? Are there any prominent spirits that are coming through? Anything prominent you notice about her energy or ailments or anything in particular that pops out to you?
1: As I mentioned before, it's it's I'm unable to scan somebody because her spirit's out of her body. It's hanging on to the top of the head. And top of her head, and so we'll ask her the three questions we always ask: Are you ready, Mima? Are you ready to go? My Mima just came in when I said that. Mima, are you ready to go, Mima? So Lindley's Mima, are you ready to go? No, she's saying no. Are you in pain? She's saying that her her back hurts, but it's more like a dull pain than a sharp pain. She said it's like a dull pain that's pretty much all the time she complained about that yeah
5: she's she's had um she's had back pain she's also had trouble um breathing as well her breathing has worsened a lot um as of recently but and, yep. so yeah
1: okay, and then what do you need hospice care do you have hospice involved yet?
5: Oh, I got chills when you said that. Yeah, we, um, that's so funny. We actually, um, it's literally just within the past couple of days that we realized that her health has declined this much. And um, we we did talk about hospice care. We did. So, yeah. 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 Awesome. yeah. So when you get chills like
1: that, that spirit that's saying true. yes, that's validation. And the other thing is, if you go back a few weeks, the, I interviewed a woman named Suzanne O'Brien and I believe she's in Fort Lauderdale. She's in Florida, but I I'm thinking she's in Fort Lauderdale. And she's a death doula, which I'd never I'd never really investigated that, but it's somebody who goes between the family and hospice and they're way more hands-on and they way more help the family and the person who's at the end of their lives prepare for this, not just emotionally, but financially and be sure wills are in place and things like that that can just make it easier when the time comes. So you may want to go back. I don't remember what the episode number is, but if you just go on AskJulieRyan.com and go to the shows page you'll be able to scroll through and you'll see one that's on the death doula. You may want to listen to that. It's, it was really enlightening for me and really heartwarming. Oh,
5: wow. That's amazing. Oh, okay. Thank you so much for sharing. I, I, that's very enlightening to me as well. I had no clue that, um, that death doulas existed.
1: Have you ever heard of a birth doula? Could you,
5: could you, pardon me?
1: Have you heard of a birth doula? You know that's in the yes. room when somebody is having a baby. Well, it's the same thing. It's like, yeah. it's the same thing. But they're birthing them into heaven. It's yeah. just a little bit of a different different thing. Good so thing. thanks so much for calling. So much. Good, good luck, luck with your memoir.
5: With your yeah, thank you so much, and thank you for your your insight and and wisdom. I'm I'm great. I'm so grateful. Thank you, Julie.
1: You are most welcome. Mm-hmm. Bye bye.
3: Hi, Margie. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Where so um, I'm calling from Dale, Texas, which is about 30 miles from Boston. Terrific. How may I help you? No, so I'm calling about a friend of mine, a good friend. Um, she and her wife are trying to have a baby. And... Uh, I just kind of want to see if you can scan her, make sure everything's okay. They've tried twice themselves and haven't had anything happen. So just thought you could check her out. Is she doing IVF?
1: Is, are they using her eggs or her partner's eggs or her, do you say her, her wife's no, eggs?
3: they're using a sperm donor.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. So, it, and what's your
3: friend's name? Katie.
1: Katie. And she lives near you? In Dale? Yeah, she
3: lives in Austin.
1: Okay, all right. Well, let me get her on my radar and I'm gonna hook into you and then hook into Miss Katie. All right, here we go. Here comes my laser beam. Just heading west, straight west pretty much. And I end up in Austin. That's right, got you, Katie, got her. She has three baby spirits. Attached to her body, her energy field above her right shoulder. They look like little orbs. You know, the orb that Glenda the Good yeah. Witch comes into Munchkin Land inside in the Wizard of Oz? That's what oh, baby that's spirits awesome. look like. Yeah, she's got three of them. They're not multiples, they're spaced out. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> will they all incarnate? Who knows? Her her free will, their free will, all of that. But yeah, she's got three baby spirits. Is she doing IUI?
3: Yeah. So she they tried themselves, and now she has an appointment. And she just, I told her I was call calling in, and maybe just to scan her girly parts, make sure, make sure yeah, it's okay.
1: I will. Let me get let me get her girly parts. But I get that that they're gonna try IUI first instead of IVF. Yes. So, uh, which is way less of a ordeal with, than the IVF. Uh, I get it will be very successful more than once. She will do it more than once. It will be very successful. So, Katie, do I have your permission to scan her? She goes, oh, by all means. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Going in. And uh, how young is Katie?
3: She's in her early 30s
1: okay so she's young all right her uh eh, we're we're going to do some tune-ups on roveries and and see if we can get them looking at, they they're looking a little punky they i wouldn't say they're diseased but they don't look optimal for a 30 year old i thought that she was probably in her early 40s from how they yeah. appeared Ooh. so got that going And stem cell energy is enveloping both ovaries. There's a vortex spinning above the ovaries. Picture that. And what it's doing is it's regenerating the ovaries and we're just adding some new eggs in there too. The coolest thing about these healings on girly parts is that when we work on the ovaries, new eggs get in there and they're the woman's DNA. And eggs look like blonde caviar to me. (laughs) If you could picture that. Yeah. (laughs) These little tiny eggs, little blonde caviar. And so I'm watching those get generated. And then what I'm watching is any of the eggs that aren't viable are getting sucked out of her ovaries. The left ovary has way more activity than the right going on for some reason. And I'm not sure why, but that's happening. I love it when the eggs that aren't viable get sucked out because then, it, you know, they just get out of there and leave room for some new ones. Yeah, okay. Going down her, we're cleaning out her fallopian tubes. Imagine there are two little tiny vortices that are spinning inside her fallopian tubes and that's just clearing out anything that's in there, any kind of debris Going into her uterine cavity, cervix looks good. Cervix looks really good. Uterine cavity uh, looks okay. She's I, I don't know when she had a period la- last, but she doesn't have a very thick lining in there from what I'm seeing. So a lot of times I'll see that early in the cycle mm-hmm. um, of a woman, you know, because the lining builds up waiting for ovulation so that egg can implant. So I get that she will, I'm getting that she'll have at least two children. Will Katie birth those babies? I I didn't get a yes, I got an absolutely.
3: Oh, awesome. Yeah. So thank you so much.
1: You bet. Have her, Margie, get, have her get a copy or you get it for her of a book called The Better Baby Book. Better Baby Book. And it's by Lana Asprey, MD, and Dave Asprey. And she had infertility issues and she was able to restore her fertility. And even if Katie isn't having fertility issues, it has wonderful information in there about her getting her body really in an optimal shape in order for her to get pregnant and carry a baby and birth a baby. So Better Baby Book is the one that you want to get for
3: Okay, I will get it for her. Thank you so much, Julie.
1: You are most welcome. Thanks for calling. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, let's do the winner of this month's free session. And how this works for those of you that are, this is the first time you're hearing this is all you have to do to enter into the drawing is leave a review, leave a review anywhere you download podcasts or on YouTube and just say, hey, I listened to the show. Here's what I like about it. Just give us your opinion. And then you're automatically entered into a drawing. And I do this the first Thursday of every month. And it's a way for me to to give people who can't afford a $250 hour session. It's a way for me to give it to somebody who needs it. And uh, it's just so fun when I get to, I talked to somebody earlier this week who had won a free session a couple of months ago and she was just so excited and it makes it lots of fun when I get to talk to them. So this month's winner is somebody who calls herself, what does she call herself? Uh, White Gator, White Gator. Interesting. And here's what she said. She titled it, Julie Ryan is a buffet of psychic skills. That's what I always say. I'm a businesswoman who learned how to do woo woo and I'm a buffet of psychicness. She said, Julie serves up a heaping serving of fun and inspiring insights. She really seems to care about the people calling And she has an engaging personality. Well, yes, I really care. And thank you for, you know, not thinking that I'm kind of a goofball because I have so much fun doing this. She went on to say, it is interesting to hear all the different calls and her fun descriptions of woo-woo. Of course, it has sparkles, exclamation point. I love her humor with sorority girls dealing with a breakup using a four-letter word next, which is true, I do, LOL, LOL. I overlooked the fact that she went to school in Ohio. She says, I'm a Michigander. So she went to school at the University of Michigan. I went to the Ohio State University, their big rivals. So that's pretty funny. All right, White Gator, you are the winner of a free hour session with me valued at 250 bucks. Just go to askjulieryan.com, click on the Ask Julie page, send us a note, say, hey, I won the September recession and my assistant Rachel will get you all set up with a date and time that works with both of our schedules. And I really look forward to being able to have you all to myself for a whole hour. That will be very fun. I promise I won't play the Ohio State fight song either. So, alrighty, let's go back to the phones.
7: Hi, Allison. Hi i'm I'm happy to be here because I normally work on Thursday evenings, but I'm not tonight, so I made sure to come on. Hi. I'm calling you from Ottawa, Ontario, and I'm not even sure how I came across um your stuff but i'm i'm I've worked done energy stuff a lot and bits and bobs, and um I'm kind of like Lynette earlier, and that my question, I, I'm too close to be able to get clarity on anything. So I would ask for a scan of my, um, my middle child, Blixa. She's got lots of stuff going on.
1: Spell her name for uh, me.
7: Uh, uh, so uh, B-L-I-X-A.
1: Okay, Blixa. I've never heard that word. Would you make it up? I've never heard that name
7: um so so it's a name she took on um i don't know if you need birth name but but this is her her, her name that she took when she's um now female or um re, you know recognizing uh, as female and it's uh there's a german industrial rocker called blixa bargeld
1: mm. I love, it. I love it, it. At first, I thought you named her after one of Santa's reindeers.
7: Yeah, uh, yeah not, not that.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you said Blixen. I'm thinking like Blitzen, like the reindeer. Yeah, so, no, I love yeah. that name. I love that name. Tell her she, she chose well. It's a cool name. Mm-hmm. What's going on? What do you want me to check? Uh,
7: well, there's just, uh, so she's on hormones. Um moving male to female, she's got her m- mental health has been up and down um, she's just been diagnosed also with fibromyalgia. she's on the spectrum so so getting um, lots of language but but she's just and she's i think she's in chronic pain and she's always had it and never really realized that that's what it was but th- things seem to change all the time Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, she's going to be 25 next month actually and just sort of figuring out adulting is oh my gosh yeah yeah Yeah. adulting
1: and a lot of other stuff to figure out it sounds like
7: whatever you can give me there
1: Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask if I can scan her. I'll connect into you and then I'm going to ask if I can scan her. And then if she says yes, I'll get her on my radar and we'll see what's going on. So here we go. Here comes my laser beam heading north from sweet home, Alabama, up to Canada. All right, got you. Got Blixa. Blixa, I'm talking to your mama. She's saying, I know it's fine. So you may have. You may have set that up, but good job, even if you didn't. Okay, go it, Yeah, a lot of inflammation. The fibromyalgia is gut related. Does she complain
7: about having gut issues? Um, she had gut issues as a kid. The first time I ever talked with a medical and intuitive, she got us on to, um, it was gut. And, and, and Blix's mm-hmm. eating is very sporadic.
1: Okay, that's what I'm getting, is that's what's causing the inflammation, is any kind of, quote, autoimmune diseases, whether it's fibromyalgia or rheumatoid arthritis or whatever, it all originates in the gut. So if you can get her low on the food chain, tell her if God made it, eat it, if man made it in a factory, do her best to avoid it do that kind of stuff, stay away from fermented things, stay away from sugar, stay away from refined things, I would send her to Dr. Maria Amasanti. And her website, Allison, is D-R-A-M-A-S-A-N-T-I, Dr. Amasanti.com. She is a wizard at helping people get their guts healed. She's in London. She doesn't. She can't prescribe anything, but she's in London. She's super thorough. You can send tests to her, test results, and she can understand them. And I believe she'll help Blixa get her gut healthy really quickly, and that will get rid of the pain. The other thing about the spectrum, they found that if you can get them off the sugar and the refined foods, and usually dairy and wheat. That all those symptoms really a lot of them are tamed with people and kids that are on the spectrum.
7: Does she crave certain things? I don't know um, I mean we we did the uh, the specific carbohydrate diet for a full year and a half when she was like four and Like I said, all of a sudden she was talking and all sorts of things were going well. Um, But, and sort of wrapped up that round of healing with with homeopathy too. But but nothing sticks if you don't, I mean, gut health is always changing. And I don't do know that, uh, I would say, quality of, of diet for everybody in our house is actually kind of drifted. Mm-hmm. Does she still live at home? Yep. All my 20-somethings have gone Bing! gone out and come back for the moment.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you're buying the groceries. You control what comes into the house for the most part. And yep. And if they want something that's junky, they got to go out and spend their own money on it. But that will help her on both of those fronts. I would get her in touch with Dr.
7: Maria. Okay. And you say London, England or Ontario? London.
1: London, England. She works with people all over the world via Zoom. You can usually get in to see her within a couple of weeks, two or three weeks. And she's a wizard. She is magical at helping people get in their guts healthy. And that's unless if there's inflammation because somebody's injured a body part, like they broke a leg or... Twisting an ankle or something. That's one thing. But most inflammation in the body originates in the gut because the gut's out of whack.
7: Yep. Yeah.
1: So yep. that'll help a lot. Okay. Terrific. Okay. I Thank you so much for spending your one night off with us. I'm so honored.
7: It's been on my list for a few weeks.
1: Wonderful. Well, thanks so much. Take care. All right, everybody, that's it for this week. Thanks so much for joining us. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend, sending you lots of love from Sweet Home, Alabama. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and
0: YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com.